Hello, you're about to listen to episode 8 of a podcast called The Movie Mixtape with Marcy and Dirk. We are on our Japan mixtape currently and this episode is our new movie. It is 2013's The Tale of Princess Kagaya, directed by Aseo Takahata from Studio Ghibli. So, sit back, relax and enjoy the mix. Can we give the the people at home an update? How is your health? Are you alive? I I'm barely alive. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one day at a time. God, because you've been you've been under the weather. You, as we say over here, you've been proper poorly mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. <sighs> um, your voice sounds marginally better. Mm-hmm. You don't sound like um. Margie's sisters from The Simpsons anymore. Um, but how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling okay. I have some other things going on now. Um, this cold just won't leave me alone. And uh, I don't know. I've tried to break up with it several times, but it keeps hanging on. So, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. The worst, the worst type of viral illness. <laughs> so, well, we are here, though, mm-hmm. and we're blessed to have your presence mm-hmm. um, for this, our new movie. Uh, our final movie in the Japan mixtape, episode number eight, mm-hmm. is 2013's um, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli movie, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Can we get an agreement? And can we get an agreement on how we're going to pronounce it? Is it Kaguya or Kaguya? What are we going to say? I don't know. <laughs> it's... It's... <laughs> I think we're screwed either I suppose... way. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe. I suppose we should have agreed before we came on and started talking. I can't believe we uh... can't even say the main character's name. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Kaguya. I think it's Kaguya. Would, what do you think? I would say Kagaya. Kagaya, but Well that see that feels easier. <laughs> Kagaya. That's the American All right. way. <laughs> oh, so God. 2013's <laughs> Tale of Princess Kagaya? Um <laughs> and directed by Iseo Takahata. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's what that's the the movie that we're going to be discussing. Mm-hmm. Our new movie. I haven't seen it before. Well, I have. I've seen it in preparation for this podcast, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it before that. And you haven't either, have you? No, and I'm not no. sure if I've seen it. Still. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm sorry. <laughs> I promise not to be negative this whole episode, but I have to make it fun. So I think you're cur- <laughs> you are currently hopped up on pain pills, probably. <laughs> Oh my There's god! T- so many lemsips <laughs> cursing through your veins right now. Do you have lemsips in America? I don't know. What that 
a lem sip is a medicinal <laughs> lemon drink. It's oh, got, it's got painkillers in it. Oh yeah. no, but I would love them. that. I would love that because I've been doing that with like honey, and I hate honey, mm-hmm. but I love lemons. So I, I wish I knew about. Oh that. my goodness. <laughs> Let me introduce you to a little thing called a lem sip. Okay. Ooh, cures all ills. <laughs> it's like the adult version of Calpol. So kids get Calpol, grown-ups get lem sip. That's how we manage illness over here, NHS style. Okay, that's how we do it. It's like you basically were just speaking Japanese to me. I have no idea what any <laughs> of that is. <laughs> you did. You had no idea how to how to pronounce lem sip. You could be. <laughs> it could be uh, lem sip. It could be kagayo. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so we'll get into that. Yep. And we'll have a chat about that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but guess what? Mm. Yep. Were you drinking a lem sip? Then? I was drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched another movie. Oh, do I know about this? Yeah. Do I? No, oh. you don't know. You don't know about it. Okay. I watched another movie. Okay. Called. Marvel's Eternal. Oh freaking hell! <laughs> yeah, if you. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah, you did not. I watched it. How did I you? Watched it. Um, how did you keep that a secret from me for so long? Oh, I've been keeping it tucked up underneath me armpit for the last five or six days. Wow. Just to raise it right now. Wow. So we we can get into it. Do you want to get into it? Yeah. Let's let's talk. Let yeah. Let's go. For we can a... have a little chat about it. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Because cause I know that you, <laughs> you t- so so if you, anybody who's listened to our previous episode, um, Shang Chi, we know that um, the MCU is is we were into the MCU, mm-hmm. but this was the one MCU movie, Marcy, that you did not like. Uh, is that correct? I mean, are you officially on record for that? There's a couple that I'm kind of like, eh. like Iron Man Two is a big eh. Um, Gab, I'm so sorry, but Age of Ultron is also a huge eh. And I'm oh, it's terrible. I, Age of Ultron. Bad. And uh, this one, this one always seems to shock people, but this is how I really feel. I do not like the first Captain America movie. Uh, it really, <laughs> it really is super cheesy and not in a fun way. It's very, um, it's like they tried too hard for the 1940s aspect of it, and I just I didn't care for for that too much. But then this one rolls along, and uh, it's the first one in a long time where I just. I really just didn't enjoy it that much, and I was sad to say that. But um, what did what did you think? Well, let's let's. Well, what did I think? Um, you told me that it was dreadful, mm-hmm. and 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 an abomination, and that it should it should be stricken from the record. I think it was all right. It was like three hours long or something, though, isn't it? Yeah. And three hours long, I thought it was quite ploddy. Mm-hmm. Nothing really exciting ever really happened. Did you? F- I feel like nothing really exciting happened there throughout. Is one most thing of it I absolutely love in this movie, and it's a relationship between two people. Uh, the can- oh, I bet I know which two. Oh, do you want to take a guess? <laughs> I think. Well, I, I think it's the um, Athena and the other guy with the with the punchy hands no i i love mira oh i, I like a well I, no my favorite part of this movie is mira and drag i think that's how you say his name so the girl oh, the yeah. girl that's yeah, dead yeah yeah and then the guy that can mind control people their relationship 
is absolutely perfect. And it's so subtle, the whole movie. Um, they they kind of show interest in each other, like the whole movie. And then it isn't until the end when they're like reunited. And sorry, there's going to be spoilers. Okay, whatever. Eternals, whatever. You can fast forward. But um, you think he's dead and uh, Icarus tells Mira that, that he's dead and she like starts beating the crap out of Icarus and I'm like I'm all for this I think they are so cute together and then at the end when you find out he's not dead and he comes back to her they have this really sweet moment where they touch their foreheads and I love those two so much they made me so happy and um their romance was way more believable than uh Icarus and Cersei I could not get behind that at all um no that was my big big highlight but I do really like um Oh, what is his name? I can't think of his name. But the guy you did mention, the guy from Train to Busan, I really liked him a lot. Um, yeah, punchy hands, man. Yeah, and I liked that he did take care of Thena. I liked, but there, that was more of like a friendship. That wasn't like a romantic um, relationship. No, but I liked, I liked them together. I liked that he looked after her. But I was, I was pissed when he died. I was like, really? You're gonna kill off one of the uh-huh. better ones? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, I really like Druig. Druig was probably my favorite character. Yeah, and I I liked him a lot. I thought he was going to be the bad guy because every time that actor is and stuff, he's usually the bad guy. I like him a lot, though. I I really like him, and I like Mira too. She's really cute, and she she is uh she is really deaf, and her husband um he's also deaf. He was the guy on set that taught everybody sign language for the movie. Oh, yeah, so it's nice. really cute. Yeah, I, anything that with those cool. two, I, I loved. Yeah. Um, also, I have to yeah. bring up one other thing that really, really, really made me so mad. Like it's it, here we go. Okay, so one of my favorite people ever is Kumail Nanjiani, and he has been working so hard to get built and in shape for this movie. I've been following this journey for the last four years now. Um, he's also like one of the funniest people. I feel like. Um, on this planet uh not only was he not funny in this movie but he just pieces out in the last fight and doesn't show up oh my god i was so (laughs) mad i thought i was so mad i was like why did he train for so long and he's not even in the last fight what the hell i was so mad i was so mad i thought he was all right he wasn't he wasn't Un- unfunny. <clears throat> I didn't think the thing I was guess. funny with like his assistant bit. though. I was like over that pretty quickly and I don't know. I I don't know. So you kind of liked it. You kind of liked it? Well, yeah, I, well. So it was a it was a we had a night where we we had an opportunity to watch a movie. I had picked something else in mind. Katie, my wife had picked out Eternals and she won and we watched Eternals and it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, people kept telling me, oh, it's all about what they set up. And to be honest, what they set up, I was like, oh, I'm not really that fussed about what they've set up, mm-hmm. really, in particular. But I did like Druig. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought as soon as I saw Icarus fly around uh-huh. with his standing up rather than horizontal, well, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Bad guys fly around. Bad guys fly around like that. It's just <laughs> common sense. Yeah. Straight away, he's the bad guy, isn't he? And unfortunately, we talked about Gemma Chan previously, but I don't think it was the role for Gemma Chan to carry the yeah. the movie, you know. Yeah. So there, there was, and it was just a bit bit 
bit slow. Bit slow. Yeah. Also, I did not care for the whole sprite storyline too. Mm. That was a little odd. Um. Oh, and Gilgamesh. That's the name of the guy we couldn't remember. Uh, Gilgamesh is his You're name. So you have got it in there. I, it's in there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. I I got it. So um. But you I got it. I I really like everybody in this movie. And I, I'm a big fan. I don't know who the girl that plays Sprite very well, but I know everyone else pretty well. Like, I love Richard Madden, and I love Gemma Chan, but they were, like, flat as pancakes in this movie. Yeah, I thought they were. I think, like, Sadly. Richard Madden gets a little bit better at the end when it's finally revealed that he is the big bad. Um, I wish what they should have done so he didn't have to, like, hold back the whole time and be so stoic i feel like they should have just let us know from the beginning that he was the big bad and not let the other people in the movie know and let that be something they figured out but we knew so then he could kind of do a little bit of a different performance because i don't think richard madden's a bad actor at all i think he's really good and yeah the guy that plays druig i love and i love i loved mira so much but mira's like hardly in the movie and i was really like Get me a sequel to just She just sits two. on that spaceship for about. She's ready to years go. She's when they shove, she's like, <laughs> she's good, let's outrageous. go. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. bored. Oh my gosh. Uh, she was so cute, though, how she, like, stole a bunch of, like, famous things, and I loved her. <laughs> and then I will say, um, He's not in the movie that much, but I was disappointed because I know who Kit Harrington is going to play in future Marvel movies. And I was really expecting to see him in his suit, uh, but you don't really get much with him until the second post credit scene. And I really like that second post credit scene. Did you get to see that? Yeah, I did. Um, I feel like that character is a bit... It's an unusual one to pick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you not think? Yeah, but... Um, I mean, like, ah, like, like we're on like the second to third tier of Marvel heroes at this point. Bring well, it on, clearly. like, bring it on. And when when Harry Styles turns up as the character he turns up as, I'm like, we are. I mean, we are trying to somebody's somebody in MCU movie zone is going through loads of old comics trying to find any character they can come up with that's to stick in these new movies. It feels like I at times. don't even want to talk about Harry Styles. Thank you. But <laughs> getting back to the Kit Harrington post credit scene. Um, oh, okay. Let's get back to. Well, Kit there's Harrington, something okay. really cool in it. Did you hear the voice that called out to him? I did. Okay. Do you know who that is? But I mean, I didn't know he was at the time. But then when I when I was like, so, well, we'll we've said spoilers, so let's just talk about it. So I kind of I'm going through my brain thinking which. Kit Harrington's in it, so he's going to have some kind of role. He's going to be some kind of hero. And I was thinking, is it going to be, I don't know, Captain Britain, but they've given him a different name, and in there there's going to be this the staff of Captain Britain. But it was a sword, so he's mm-hmm. he's the Black Knight. And mm-hmm. I didn't know the name of the character of the Black Knight from the comics. I will admit oh, that. okay. But then we, and we, yeah, we did hear... Uh, we did hear a voice, didn't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. In the di- calling was, to uh, him awesome. in the distance. Yeah, it was Oscar-winning actor Mahershala Ali who is going to be playing Blade in a future Marvel movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited for all of that. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. I think the Black Knight's a weird character, such mm-hmm. a, th- a throwaway, throwaway character. I... But you know, we've seen Ooh. we've seen them do that. We've seen use these characters well in the movies. Characters that work well in the movies don't always work. Well, in the comics and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I, I really like Kit Harrington too. I think he's kind of like the modern day Orlando Bloom where it's like, I, I think you're <laughs> you're a good actor because you're good looking. But well, time will tell. But I think he's... Yeah, I think he's 
He's better than I think Orlando he's probably Bloom. better than Orlando I Bloom. Think so yeah. too. I think so too. I do. Yeah, agree. I think he is. Yeah. I think he's. Be- I think he's a better actor than Orlando Bloom. I thought it was. But yeah, so I saw yeah. that. It was pretty cute how he kept being like, "Can you turn me into a giraffe?" And I don't know why. I was just like, "Yeah, I c- I could do that." <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know he's just very sweet and charming so i was all, he was all about him he, oh okay. he was actually quite charming wasn't he Gemma chan he with was, like he? the hardest job like which stark brother do you choose mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i mean that is some casting would you i don't know was that good casting or bad casting to cast the two stark brothers i really in, liked in it roles? i remember when it when it got announced and i was really richard was announced before kit and then they had san diego comic-con and then that's when kit got announced and they did say up front who he was going to be playing and i was so excited i didn't think they'd have a scene together so it was fun to see that because they are really good friends mm. in real life and it was funny to see them like kind of shake hands and be yeah. interested in the same woman and everything i thought that was pretty entertaining but i don't know mm-hmm. i'm always happy to see both of them i like both of them <laughs> <laughs> oh and they got to make out with Gemma chan so this, there we go i mean Gemma chan you hot people she won the movie if for that alone <laughs> but Mm-hmm. and everything else all right well i'm, well, I'm glad. well i watched yeah, it i'm glad i watched it <laughs> and i'll probably not re-watch it because it was a very long movie yeah um but we'll see what happens i just thought i'd, I'd impart that bit of my <laughs> cinematic journey to you i love how this has not turned into a marvel <laughs> now i'm glad we got to talk about it because i don't know we needed to talk about it it's it's something but maybe they'll get it right for this second one. I don't know. They tend to do what, that. What is a second eternal? There's a second eternal. I mean, movie. there was a freaking huge cliffhanger. Well, what if that was just the end of it and they never brought it up? Ever? Well, you, I just, I just thought it would just be carried on in a different Marvel movie or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, like that. that's a possibility you know? too. That'd be fine with me. Yeah, and we don't know like Guardians with Thor and stuff like that. You know, there yeah. could be something in that maybe. Well, you know, you know, the Guardians are going to be in the next Thor movie in the very beginning at least. Yeah. And then there's Guardians Three is being filmed right now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there we go. Mm-hmm. It all we works figured out. It out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <sighs> we sh- so I feel I feel like I've got that burden off my back now. Got that monkey off my back. I don't know. And we've talked about it. How you kept that a secret for so long, but little something. Job well called done. patience, Marcy. I have yep. zero. <laughs> I have zero <laughs> knowledge of what that is or what that means. Well, I guess we should start talking about this movie. <laughs> okay. I have some things okay. to get into with this movie. Oh my god! Also, oh, the I will say I like this movie. Out. I like this movie more than Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> so we're already on the up we're, uh we're but ghibli up. fans maybe sit down and put your seatbelt on yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're doing so the new movie the final movie of the japan mixtape we've had such a wonderful time mm-hmm. we've been in prison with mako kaji we've stolen fishing rods with that family i don't know what city that was in <laughs> it was in tokyo <laughs> tokyo <laughs> That's what I thought, oh but I didn't want to just presume. And we've um, been involved in botched kidnapping attempts with Mikey P. Mm-hmm. But now here we are with our new movie, 2013's The Tale of Princess Kaguya. <laughs> okay. I'm probably going <laughs> to so I did this every time you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think it's Kaguya, but I mean, 
you know, go ahead and say it how you want and i'll say it how i want oh, I don't know. <laughs> but i did a synopsis yeah. Because you told me to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done it. Mm-hmm. So sh- shall I get into that? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the synopsis of the movie. Please don't um, think bad of me after this. All right. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Hello, little bamboo here. Dads, am I right? What? Always making you do stuff. Like, tidy <laughs> your room. Why? Forage in the forest. <laughs> And leave all your childhood friends along with your countryside home in a misdirected attempt at living a better life as a fake noble person. <laughs> he ain't all bad, though. He did find me growing magically out of a bamboo stalk, after all. And then later also found gold and lovely bits of cloth in the same place. So I guess that is a bit unusual. Oh, and I grew up from a baby to a teenager in about three weeks or something. Oh Eyes crackers. <clears throat> Anyway, the city, when we got there, was not a laugh. Some lady trained me to be a noble person. An old guy gave me a new name, Princess Kagaya. <laughs> and then they threw me a party just because I got my period. Oh, my God. If that, if that wasn't enough, five idiots tried to marry me without even seeing me. Oh, my oh, God. And it turns out I'm from the moon. <laughs> I probably should have led with that. Never mind. I'll speak to you soon. Lots of love, little bamboo. Stop. Oh, why would you do this to me? (laughs) Oh, it hurts to laugh. (laughs) That's cheating. (laughs) I mean, that was cheating. I did just repurpose an old synopsis. (laughs) I need a break. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, my God. So that was the movie. That is the movie, mostly. Oh my god! Now I went on a bit of a personal journey with this movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we picked it. I was excited about us picking it. You know, we, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. talk can talk a bit about that later. But I was excited about us picking it. Yeah. Uh huh. I was all pumped. I was all primed. Mm-hmm. I was all ready to watch it. Sat down. Um, flicked it on. Two hours fifteen. Two hours twenty minutes. Almost had an heart attack. Oh my goodness. Did you expect it to be this long? Well, I knew it was that long, and when you picked it... But you didn't tell me. Well, I thought you knew, and I was like, oh, he's trying something out. He's expanding his horizons. (laughs) Um, But you didn't know, and the day you found that out, I I was kind of worried. I thought you were going to have to go to the hospital because you were Mm -hmm. panicking. Um, (laughs) So, but... I had a brain aneurysm. Well, I hope you learned a lesson that... The next time oh, you Jesus. like pick a movie, <laughs> look at like how long it is before you like like declare it the new movie. Yeah, I think a lesson well and truly learned. So this was way longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Mm-hmm. I also watched a physical disc <gasps> copy, so it's an extra thirty seconds oh, longer you than own that. This one, okay, all right, good for you. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You're just taking parts from previous episodes and making your own little like Frankenstein episode. Right That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Um, so I'm I'm I am two two out of four for physical disc copies for the Japan movie mixtape. Oh. So that's fifty percent hit rate. What? Yeah, pretty Are you, proud of that. You should buy the other two then and and do it over. <laughs> well, I was going to buy shoplifters, but then I you told me you before I was it. about to buy it. It was really depressing, so I didn't bother. Yeah. And the reason why 
I have no idea how to pronounce um, the princess's name mm-hmm. is because you convinced me to watch it in Japanese with the subtitles. Because mm-hmm. normally I would watch a Ghibli movie like with my daughter or whatever in the dubbed version. Mm-hmm. And obviously if we watch the dubbed version, we would tell what the American pronunciation, English pronunciation is. But I've got no clue. But we watched the Japanese version. Both of us did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Well, I hope I guilt... With the subtitles. I hope I guilt you into that. Because if you would have watched this in English, I think I would probably bring it up every 20 seconds in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... Jap- like, it's Japan month. It's not American month. I think I said that to you. Like, Yeah, I think... It- I think that was verbatim what you said to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wasn't even convinced before I even started watching it that I was going to um, have it on in Japanese with subtitles. But then when I put the disc in, it just played that way and I couldn't be bothered turning it off. So there we go. Lazy. Just went with it. Laziness and it worked out wins. fine. Yeah. Yeah. La- laziness, apathy always wins. <laughs> yep. Um, well done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, thank you. I have to bring something up. I, I just have been... Mm-hmm kind of like i don't know ever since like the new year i don't know i've been having trouble like watching new movies even things i've been like really excited about and i was excited for this movie and i've just been kind of i don't know well i've been really sick for a while and that's been getting me down um but i was just like a lot going on and i just don't think i'm in the right mindset (laughs) to watch new movies and i like to call this uh the movie rut and the movie rut is when you uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just well i i think it's like okay I'll, I'll get into like what the movie rut is here in one second but i think i just want to start off with that it's okay to have movie ruts it happens to the best of us but i did write out uh five ways to know <laughs> or how to tell if you're in a movie rut <laughs> <laughs> is this a buzzfeed article i'm gonna give it to them and see if they'll pay me for it but if they're not going to pay will. me for it, then no, it's not a BuzzFeed article. Um, <laughs> are you interested in hearing this list? I'm, I'm very interested because I'm often in a rut, Marcy. I may not seem like the type of man who would be in a rut, mm-hmm. but I'm very regularly in a rut and cannot decide and will simply just watch an old episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh. So yes. Okay. Please explain no, to me. that kind of falls in, you... into one mm-hmm. of these. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. <sighs> Go All ahead. Right. Well, I'll start off with with uh, number one. Uh, number one, how to tell if you're in a movie rut. Uh, you have searched through your 42 streaming services and can't find a single thing <laughs> to watch, which no. has been me every day yep. recently. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, when you watch a movie... And get annoyed at your significant other who is sobbing at the end of the film while you are feeling like an empty, cold-hearted monster. <laughs> yeah. That God bless Dan. Dan cried at the end of Kagaya. Kagaya? We'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> Kagaya? Well, yeah. <laughs> and number, number three. This is the one that makes me laugh so hard and is slightly true in my life right now. <clears throat> you have turned on Ghostbusters for the last 17 days straight. <laughs> <laughs> To find some slight of joy whenever Dan Aykroyd says it's the state puff marshmallow man and then proceed to zone out like you were for 99% of the rest of the movie. Um, Number four, uh, 
when the movie from Norway you've been dying to see for the last six months <laughs> finally comes to your local theater, but you are too tired to go. And number five, <laughs> when even the magic of two hot people making out does nothing for you, this is the biggest red oh, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's uh, how to tell Somebody if you're in a movie right? <laughs> the movie ambulance right now for you yeah two hot so, people um, making out specifically oh number three well that that i still she- can slightly get into so we're not completely like in panic mode okay but i have okay. been watching ghostbusters a lot recently and then yeah the director of ghostbusters recently passed away and i think that was him giving me his oh, blessing yeah. to keep watching the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but what a tribute what a tribute but it's never wrong to watch ghostbusters it's no. never wrong to watch ghostbusters and it doesn't ever. fail every time dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. says that line in the way he says it i end up laughing very hard <laughs> <laughs> so that's where i was at while watching this movie and that might okay. explain like why I feel the way I do about it. But there's like a positive outlook to this. If a movie isn't working for you in this moment, maybe it's just not the right time. And don't keep trying to run into a wall with a movie. I think you can take a break and and come back to a movie. So that's what I did enjoy some parts of this a lot. It wasn't Mm -hmm. what I was expecting. But I think maybe in a couple months, maybe I'll try it again and see how I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's the it's a reimagined tale of the uh, reimagined story of the tale of the bamboo cutter, which I think is an old tenth century Japanese uh, fairy tale, folk tale, mm-hmm. however you know whatever the word is. Um, and um, it is it is a slow piece, mm-hmm. you know. It is it 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 moves along at a pace. Mm-hmm. I think the re the thing that that drew me to this specifically was the animation style mm-hmm. so for me the you know that is a big that is the big draw of this movie mm-hmm. um i guess you, you said there were some positives do what yeah. did you feel yeah well what, what did you get from it that was positive so i did really like the animation too it's very different from so this isn't a miyazaki movie as you already said this is the no. other co-creator of studio ghibli and um, I really did like the animation. It was so different. And um, the main character, I'm just going to try not to say her name as often as possible. Um, she is so striking compared to everyone else in this movie. And I, that was, I think, obvi- like an obvious choice and on purpose. And she, I just really liked her. And I really liked the beginning of this. I like whenever they're they're in the mountains and they're in the forest i kind of felt like her where she's the happiest when she's like in the countryside and then as soon as she kind of gets to the big city she's kind of bored and and over it and that's kind of how i felt so (laughs) um but i really liked her and i really liked her relationship oh god uh sute maru i think um that's a boy she meets when she's pretty young and uh, they kind of have a connection <clears throat> their whole lives, I feel like. Uh, we'll get more into that. But I really like that relationship. 
And I guess just one other positive, um, I kind of told you about this like a while ago, but I really liked her, her little handmaiden. I thought she was really cute. Oh yeah. And then like at the end of the movie, when, whenever she's being taken away, her handmaiden is like dressed up like a little warrior. She's got this like long, like. I love that bit. Yeah. She looks so cute. And she seems to be like the only one that actually like talks to her like a human being and like treat her like a friend. And I really liked her a lot. I think she, Menowaro, I think is her name. Um, she's super cute. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd go with with you on a lot of that. In that, the opening of this film is is, oh, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's captivating. I was smiling. So when we we start with the bamboo uh, cutter out in the in the forest, and he discovers little bamboo princess Kigaya in this little in this bamboo stalk and she's this tiny little um creature like as in i don't know like an imp a fairy mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. and just the, the anim just the way that she's drawn the way that she moves around it's it's the, it's the absolute cutest thing yeah. in the world that when when he's first holding her in his hands and she's so tiny it kind of made me think of thumbelina too a little bit yeah Um, she's very cute and she's very happy i don't know it's just there's something about her that you're like drawn to and she's so mysterious that you're like oh i want to spend more time with this character and i want to know more about her um and everything so no Mm -hmm. i really i really like when he finds her um i had i really liked the dad in the beginning and then as the movie goes on i really stopped liking him but i have like um I think there's like a, a really important moral to this movie and we'll talk about it when we get to the end. But yeah, I, the mom is always good though. I liked her mom too. Her mom was always wanted what was best for her, but with what she wanted, not what they wanted for her. And that's why I think the mom was a little bit of a better parent than the dad. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, I think that dad is a pretty dreadful parent in many ways. <laughs> Not at uh, first. Really bad. Not at first. But... Well, I, I, I think the yeah the beginning when they discover um little bamboo as mm-hmm. she's called by by her friends in in the forest um and then she very quickly goes from like Thumbelina size like you said to a baby in the space of about. 30 minutes and then i laughed when the old mum suddenly gets the ability to breastfeed mm-hmm. and they're both everybody's a bit surprised whoops you know yeah. and, and just the the animation on, on on that um and she um little bamboo she grows i think she, I, I don't know how long it takes do you know how long it takes like a few weeks or something to get to like a teenager I she grows know. very quickly to become a teenager doesn't she but yeah. there are moments in that when she's growing that was so they just really reminded me in a way of 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 genuine parental experiences Mm. um when there's a bit when she's learning to crawl and she's mimicking some frogs Mm -hmm. who who i thought that was really cute yeah i have that noted so beautiful but mm-hmm. she she kind of ends up crawling off the side of the house and then plummeting <laughs> head first down to the ground and just that that constant worry as a parent that that your kid is going to end up head first in something or other when they're when they're mm-hmm. first mobilizing around yeah and then later on there's a bit where he loses her in the forest as she goes off with some of her mates and he's frantically searching for her and mm-hmm. you know i remember um losing my daughter in in a shop for for about 10 15 minutes and i was 
you know, calling her name, searching around everywhere, and she's just hidden behind some curtains, and she thought it was a game, and she was about Aww. three years old, and had yeah. like the entire, <laughs> had the entire shop just searching for her, and the panic that is in you in mm-hmm. those moments when 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 that happens, and you could see the panic in him as he had he lost her, and she was off, she was just off playing with her friends, yeah. but though those sort of parenting moments mm-hmm. in that opening sort of what third 30, 30 minutes or so mm-hmm. really struck a chord with me Aww. i really liked that I, um and i think like you said that's probably my favorite part of the movie was mm-hmm. them in the forest just being happy just being yeah. happy and uh, just being a family yeah i really liked too how connected to nature she was like when she would first see like specific animals and her reaction like we see a bunch of like little baby pigs and she makes this noise and i'm i'm pretty sure i made the exact same noise when i saw them and then there's like scenes with cicadas and and then there's a kind of sad scene with a pheasant that they like end up killing i didn't think they were trying to kill it i thought they were just playing a game at first um no i just like yeah the i think they were foraging Mm-hmm. I think they were just they they saw it as a meal, didn't they? Because they were mm-hmm. they were farmers or they were working the land, like yeah. Um, they were just trying to find food where they could, and so a pheasant mm-hmm. pheasant wandered into their sight of view, and one of them went for it and it, and ended up getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which I suppose is the reality of rural Japanese life in whatever it was the tenth century. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just you talked you talked a bit about the dad. Mm-hmm. and how he perhaps wasn't the best parent yeah. and and i think what what happens is he feels that um he's found this magical creature in the forest she must have been a blessing from heaven or the gods and then he finds a load of gold in another tree and then a load of clothes in another yeah. tree and so so she must be royalty <laughs> and a princess and he gets that in his head and and he feels like he, they have to kind of up sticks and move to the city mm-hmm. so that she can have the life that she deserves. And all the while, mm-hmm. all the while, you're just going, mate, just look at your daughter. She's mm-hmm. happy as Larry, just messing around in yeah. the forest with all of her mates, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, also, like, I don't know, this is kind of a weird note, but I really thought, I thought that gold looked like popcorn. <laughs> I didn't even think it looked yeah. like gold. <laughs> But um, but before she leaves, like one important thing though, she does meet uh, I can't say his name, but Sudemaru, um, and he's a boy, mm-hmm. and they're about the same age, I think, when they first meet, um, and he's the one. I don't know if he's the one that first starts calling her little bamboo, but he always calls her little bamboo, and I think you can kind of tell there's like a connection when they first meet, um, but I really like their ongoing relationship. Um, my favorite scene is closer to the end and it's with the two of them so we'll talk about that when we get to it but i just wanted Mm -hmm. to mention him and why she seems so happy there she has friends she's got the forest you know she she doesn't want all of these complex things that her dad thinks she needs to have and then yeah they move he builds this like palace for her and she's got Mm. servants now and she has to like shave off her eyebrows and make her teeth black and i'm like this is awful like who would want this <laughs> life like i know oh my gosh and and then her dad is like so dead set on getting her married and then there's just all and again is this like female prisoner scorpion or what where it's just all these idiot men well, like you know like i did think that marcy <sighs> i did think is this another movie with a load of idiot men because it probably was wasn't it yeah um, it felt like and- it yeah 
It did feel like it. Mm-hmm. And then were you talking about um, female prisoner scorpion? Mm-hmm. There was a moment where the dad comes running in when they're in in their in their mansion or whatever in the city, mm-hmm. um, with a load of gifts from the nobleman, and mm-hmm. and one of those gifts is a bird in a cage. Yeah. And and she sets you know she sets the bird free, and I think there is that part of it that she is trapped isn't she she's trapped basically yeah she was free in the countryside she was happy we later discover you know that's part of the reason why she's here Mm -hmm. she wants that kind of life yeah um and but but and i think it's it's kind of like a a lesson in parenting in that Mm -hmm. putting your own ideals or what you think your children will want onto them (laughs) and forcing that onto them rather than observing and seeing what makes them happy mm-hmm. just because you feel that that's important doesn't mean that your daughter feel that's feels that's important and i think that is one of the big themes of, of yeah. the film so um, yeah no that's actually part of like my moral part of it like where you can't force the things you love or inter- like the things you're interested in on your children like you know you like you said you have to let them become their own person um, you know, as hard as that could be sometimes, like sometimes I get worried. <laughs> Again, I have no children, but like I love movies so much that I wonder like, what if I have kids and they don't like movies and that's going to be fine if that's mm. what happens. Uh, I, I might be sad for a little bit, but you know what? They're going to find their own thing and it's going to make me happy if they're happy. And I feel like, yeah. yeah, the dad loses sight of that and kind of, I don't know, I'll just kind of go into what I what i felt like the whole moral of this whole movie was but it's just like let your children just be children while they can be because we all grow up so fast and she she especially grows up so quickly Mm. and enjoy that time because you know like one day they're gonna leave and i mean not go to the moon but they are gonna leave one day (laughs) (laughs) and whether it be college or the moon who knows but you know you have to just enjoy the time you have with them you can't rush that you can't make them be something they're not you just have to appreciate you know the time you do have and i don't know that's what i just felt like this was the story was trying to say like don't you know don't not appreciate like all the moments you have with your child and then don't make them be something they don't want to be so that's what i got from the whole movie and i did appreciate that even though i'm not a parent you know i know it's important yeah and everything i 100 percent agree i think that's that's <sighs> the big takeaway for me i kept shaking my head at the dad all the way through um and so the the um the other night i was putting my daughter to bed and she always asks for a story before we go to bed and if i've got energy i'll make up an interesting story with with different characters but i didn't have energy this night and just think i just thought i'm just gonna say what happened in this movie i've just watched um and just and started repeating this telling the story this little kid is found in a bamboo shoe and she grows up and then um her mum and dad are happy blah 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 and then and then i think i couldn't even be bothered talking about the rest of the second half <laughs> oh of it gosh. and and then I, and then i just and then i said something like and then um she had a really nice time with a mum and dad and they they like made some apple pie or something and then she turned to me she went she went that is not the story dad and i said no oh. she goes no five people come and want to marry her oh my god and then she's fr- <laughs> and then she's from the moon and she hadn't watched the movie yeah and i, and I was freak and i was freaking out I'm like what are you where, where yeah. are you getting this from she's she's like i've seen it i've seen it on youtube 
Um, so you think she must have seen she must have seen like the tale of uh, the bamboo cutter, like because she used mm-hmm. to, she used to likes to watch the um, the stories on on like kids YouTube and stuff. So they must mm-hmm. have had that on there. So yeah, there's the there's the story moves on to mm-hmm. these five suitors. I suppose, mm-hmm. and if one of the messages is about about parenting, like just like you said, mm-hmm. I think another message is about God, idiot men again, <laughs> um, and and just forcing things mm-hmm. and not listening. Yeah. Um, so we have these five suitors: two princes, I don't know, two princes, two like ministers, and somebody else who I couldn't quite a re- counselor remember. or something like that. A, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they and they're all desperate, gagging to marry princess kagaya even though they've never even met her they've mm-hmm. just heard all these stories that she's really beautiful mm-hmm. so they all rock up to her house and they have a bit of a race to get there and then they all get there and they all sit down in front of her but she's covered by a curtain so they can't even see her mm-hmm. and they just give her all this spiel about how much they love her and how they would treat her like a treasure and she picks up on that oh you would treat me like a treasure would you mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing about treating it's about like obviously it's about treating people as possessions or mm-hmm. what have you rather than the people that they are but she and then she flips it around and says well if you get me these treasures that you're comparing me to then maybe i will consider and marry you and they're all these impossible treasures that yeah. that they couldn't possibly get um so that's the next part of the movie i suppose is these suitors trying to uh, win her affection by producing these um the, these things they'd promised her mm-hmm. what did you think of this bit um i was so over it when they started bringing yeah. the fake stuff like i was so happy for her for like a minute whenever she pulled the trick and being like well if i am this this and this why don't you go bring it back for me and then i'll marry you yeah. and then she's so happy because she realizes she's like one-upped all of them and she doesn't have to marry yeah. any of them um, but then <laughs> slowly but surely they all start coming back well three of them come back um, two of them die before they can make it back um, but they come back with the quote unquote uh, objects and they're all fake well two of them are fake and then they, they both get kind of mad at her they're like do you know how much money I spent on this and it's not real yeah. but, like that's on you dude like that has nothing to do with her and then I get really confused at the one part where the one, I think it is one of the princes, he comes with a flower and it's like just a regular normal wild flower and he compares her to it. And it's really beautiful and she seems pretty moved by it too. And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought he was like the best looking out of all the guys. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so maybe maybe it's this guy. But then the one is it her other handmaiden they decide that they're gonna lift the curtain and it's gonna be the handmaiden and not her and as soon as he sees this like ugly old woman he's like oh no 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 like this mm -mm." and she realizes like he is only interested in her beauty and nothing else about her and that essentially like he's done this to other princesses and has used them up and now they're all in like a nunnery or something like that and um or something i don't know where where they're at but something like that and and she's kind of heartbroken and i was so confused i was like but how did they know i mean i'm glad they figured it out but i i just didn't know how they were like because he kind of convinced me when he first showed up i guess i was kind of in her place and it's like yeah okay this sounds pretty good right <laughs> better than the yeah, other he things. was saying all the right words i think wasn't he yeah he was kind of like 
um we will live you know we'll go somewhere that's not here or yeah we'll live um, in the mountains i, I think because she promised her that's yeah. it yeah so he i think he was he was gaming it um but i don't know how they figured it out i think i think just they just did yeah <laughs> they just did they yeah. realized he was a player and that he, he'd done this before and so although i don't think that would have stopped the dad i think the dad would have still been like Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go mate I'm, i've built you a bedroom in the back mm-hmm. for you yeah. two I, I don't think the dad would have given monkeys but, yeah um the mum did and yeah obviously princess did yeah i must and... admit i did laugh when sorry oh, oh no go ahead <laughs> go ahead as say i did laugh when that one guy one of the the ones uh fell to his death by landing ed first in one of those See bowls. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. So this was confusing to me too because he's the last one, and yeah. whenever he dies, they tell her, and she's so upset. And I was like, "Why is she upset?" Like you know. And that's when she's. I don't know if she just feels like maybe nobody is ever going to love her in that way or in the way she wants. I think. I don't know. Like. No, I think she was upset that she feels she caused. Um, that guy to die almost in a way more mm-hmm. than anything and she felt responsible because um, I don't think she wanted love in that in, in with those people did she yeah. so I think it was more that she felt like she'd ruined lives I don't know whether the fact that she'd ruined obviously that guy died mm-hmm. he fell head first into some bowl when he was trying to get a shell out of a bird's nest mm-hmm. um, and, and that her dad was upset because no one was marrying her or whatever and yeah. in some way she felt like she'd let him down even though she didn't really want to do it mm-hmm. so i think it was more that and she just she just didn't want to be there did she yeah i don't she know didn't want to be there my interpretation was maybe like a little bit of that but i think she just felt like that was the last one like now what because it's not long after that that she like asked to go back home um you know mm-hmm. she asked the moon to come back home to the moon and and they're coming for her and then it's like kind of what follows next that she uh runs into uh Sudimaru again and this is the boy i think she's always really been in love with and she knows she's leaving so it's kind of just like to me i felt like she just felt lonely and and wanted to leave because of that too and just not understood or like that what she wanted you know it wasn't happening but really like what she needed this whole time was to stay in the forest and to be with this boy that she's loved like probably Mm -hmm. her whole life um and they have this really like great scene where he can hear her and he like finds her in the forest and they decide like they're gonna run away together finally because i think he's always felt the same way about her um too and I just like this moment where they're like flying and they're, I don't know, they're just, they both seem happy finally. And, and then like, it's like the first time they've been happy since they were like kids. And then he, they're flying and she falls and, and then the next thing you know, he wakes up and, and first I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, that was a dream. I was like, are you kidding me? But no, I don't think it was a dream. I think she really was finally getting to tell him how she felt and getting to say goodbye to him. Because she is going to have to leave. So I think it did happen. But to him, he just, you know, kind of thought it was just a dream. I think to make it maybe yeah. easier for him. But I think 
it was important for them to both say how they felt and for her like yeah to say goodbye to him because once she does leave she's not gonna remember him at all so Mm -hmm. I, i really liked that and that's where i kind of got that whole vibe that she just felt like i don't know maybe like she like her life should have just gone a different way or something like that well obviously she wanted it to go a different way but yeah i don't know i don't know how to explain it better but that's the vibe i got (laughs) yeah no i can uh, no i can see that definitely Mm -hmm. and i think you're right i think that's who she wanted to be with that was the life that she wanted Mm -hmm. and they sort of meet up and they fly through the sky and i think it's when they come into the they come in front of the moon and the moon reveals itself that she realizes that they're coming for her and i think that's when mm-hmm. she falls and yeah and that and that, you know the animation of that bit was beautiful when she falls from the sky mm-hmm. in, into the water yeah, yeah and, and then he, he he's on the ground he suddenly wakes up on the ground and, and yeah believes it's all of all a dream mm-hmm. um i think the the reason why she ends up getting called back to the moon or well, we find out she's from the moon. That's what we find out. <laughs> yeah. Because the emperor turns up with his big, long, pointy chin and his weird fingers and basically ambushes her with, with, some, kind of, with some kind of sexual assault when mm-hmm. he just uh, all of a sudden embraces her without her knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And she gets so scared and upset in that moment that she, she calls to the moon to, to come and rescue her. And then mm-hmm. that sets in motion the series of events of it's going to in 15 days time the people from the moon are going to come back and take me and then i won't remember my time here on earth yeah yeah and and that's the the climax of it all Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like it is a very beautiful story and it is beautiful animation the whole way through it just like drags for so long well because i don't think like we needed the whole five suitors we could have just done with like maybe just the emperor or something you know what i mean but like i i guess it's just <laughs> to show what creeps these guys are i don't know what, oh, the, yeah. whole, what the whole point of it was but i don't know well, i think if we talk mm-hmm. if we talk about like the this the story um so obviously it's a very old story um and the five suitors are part of that i think i don't think the emperor is mm-hmm. part of the mm-hmm. original story okay. um or, or if he no i think he is but he's more of a hero rather mm-hmm. than the the figure that that he is in this film like he's the one who tries to protect her from the people of the moon coming back mm-hmm. but i think um uh takahata who's the who's the director of this he, he didn't even particularly like the story of the um the bamboo cutter and and thought that in the 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 heroine in that story was not very relatable and he didn't have empathy for her and mm-hmm. so he tried to 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 turn the story around a little bit and create that empathy for her by having her sort of feel like you know she, she had that life in the forest or that life with her friends and you could see that's what she wanted mm-hmm. and then she was forced into this life with the the five suitors before she was called back to the moon so i think those were the changes that directorial sort of script changes from the original story that mm-hmm. they made but it's still a long movie it doesn't shorten the movie <laughs> at all yeah. um I, I think for me it, i was scared that mm-hmm. uh, how long it was but mm-hmm. I, I must admit i didn't i didn't feel like it dragged i was happy oh. to watch it and yeah and i, I didn't <laughs> feel i didn't feel bored by it i thought i would i really thought i would and i'm not saying it's gonna hold up Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it will hold up if I watch it, you know, again or whatever. But when I watched it that first time, I was 
captivated and interested in it and i think most of it maybe is just from watching the animation on screen mm-hmm. as much as anything else oh, um, no, that makes sense like i like that too i think like how i kind of mentioned my movie rut thing so at the very end when she is going back to the moon you know she's on this cloud and her parents are like hugging her they somehow get on the cloud really quick and they're hugging her goodbye and i just was lying on my couch like okay all right and then i like could hear something and i looked over and and dan was like really really crying and i was like what and i was like (laughs) that's what i do and i was so perplexed and i even paused the movie and was like are you crying and he's like yeah it's pretty sad and i was like why am I not crying? And I was like, I, I'm i not upset at all that she's leaving. And i that's when I kind of knew. I was like, oh, I'm not in the right mood for this. And yeah. I'm not getting attached to um, the plot or the main character like I normally do. And, and that's so why I wanted to talk about that in the beginning because I'm normally not like that. But I did just want to say for all the people stuck in movie ruts right now, it's okay and you will get through this. It's just going to take some time <laughs> and it's totally normal. Um, but that was my real indicator. I was like, oh, like he connected to the movie, but I didn't connect to the movie. And so that's why I think like in a couple months, I, I need some time away from it. I think I've just been mm-hmm. thinking about it too often. That's the other thing too, when you're like, uh, I don't, I don't know. And then you're like, God, I have to keep thinking about it and writing things about it. And like going back and watching yeah. things. And it's like, I need, I just need a break from it. And I, that's why I think like, uh, give me a couple months, maybe like over the summer, I'll try it again and maybe like it a little bit more. And that's okay. Like I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just, I just was kind of bored and not connected with it <laughs> as much. Well, solidarity to the movie rutters out there Mm -hmm. hey solidarity Mm -hmm. my people (laughs) (laughs) i think we we how we settled on the movie i think for me i'd always always had it i'd always been fascinated by it when i'd see um stills from it like the the animation and stuff what was it that you were interested in when we picked it was there Um, anything in particular well you were asking me one day like what studio ghibli movies I hadn't seen and me being an ignorant person I was like I've seen them all because I was just thinking of the Miyazaki (laughs) movies and um you were like well how about this one I was like oh no I have not seen that one and um I don't know once you said it I was like okay like yeah let's let's give this a shot and I think like Studio Ghibli is just a huge part of Japan and I think we both really like are in love with it and I wanted to do something with it I have more ideas for other movies down the road Mm -hmm. but we needed something we both hadn't seen so i was pretty excited uh for this and i didn't have a bad time um at all i just had an unexpected time (laughs) with it so yeah yeah i mean what did you think of the the animation because it's very distinct it's very like thick charcoal lines and then Mm -hmm. watercolor paint was it were you into it yeah, but that's kind of his style, though. Like, one of my favorite movies um, by this director, it's called Only Yesterday, and that is a very slow movie, too, and it's very realistic. It's about a girl leaving the city to go live in the country, and it's similar style. It's a little bit more mm-hmm. like Miyazaki. It's like a blend of both both worlds. I was kind of expecting the animation, because I really do love that movie, 
And uh, so I, I love the animation. I like that it's his style. There's a specific, like, difference. It's not like a Miyazaki movie. I, I, I'm sorry I keep saying Miyazaki, but it is both of them. It's both of their studios. And I think it's nice that you can tell whose movies are whose um, when you watch them. Or whenever uh, Miyazaki's yeah. son directs a movie too now because he started taking over and doing some movies as well. Um, but I did like it. I thought it was beautiful. And I think it's a very simple story and you don't need elaborate animation. You can tell the story with like just simple... Mm-hmm. you know drawings and i loved it and i, th- I think it, like in my mind I, I i was like thinking oh he's he's this animation style is is he's done this because of the story like you said it's a simple story it's an old story that you know it's been around for centuries but apparently he, he was always going to do his next movie in this style um and so that he had the animation style set before he had the mm-hmm. story um because he found an animator he really wanted to to work with and i think it took eight years eight yeah. years to make it took a, a long, long time. time yeah I long think that, time i think this is his last movie too he died not long yeah. after this one came out so no i i really love the director i mean he's directed some very important movies like grave of the fireflies which isn't studio ghibli but um a very important movie and i can't think of the other one he did it was like something neighbors something something he's in like my neighbors the yamadas and yeah. um pom poker <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and and then yeah. only yesterday which i really really love as i mentioned yeah so i like his style and his ideas i just hope maybe like i get to give this one the proper chance that it deserves mm. <laughs> when i'm not in a rut mm-hmm. well I'm glad that we did watch it. I I, mm-hmm. I had a good time, and I was excited to talk to you about it. But I know that I knew that you'd not necessarily bonded with it, and I was interested mm-hmm. to know why. I mean, I think we, you know, there are obvious reasons why it is it is a simple story that's told over a very long period of time. But um, I still <laughs> we... wanted to get the I wanted to get it all out of you. And, and the, you... Oh, the big the big problem with it. Yes, it wasn't Dan Aykroyd wishing for a giant marshmallow man to show That's every other that's every other film apart from Ghostbusters. Yeah. But I, I and do you know yeah. do you, do you, do you know a connection a connection to our first mm. um movie in the Japanese mixtape, they um Miyazaki and Takahata met in Toei, the company that made Female Prisoner Scorpion. Aww. That's where they met. That's that, really That's cute. where they started work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I did not know that. And that's really cute. Well, neither did I till I read it. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> you could have said, You're did welcome. you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Marcy. Yeah, thanks thank you. very much. I did have fun. I did like it. I just didn't love it. So maybe next time I'll love mm-hmm. it. But that's not hey, a bad thing. Hey, and you thing. know what? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Why is that a bad thing? It's not. It's, it's fine. Not. Yeah. It's, it's the okay. new. Mo- it's the new movie, and it's mm-hmm. okay if it yeah. doesn't sit well. Or yeah. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. good. Good. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there we go then. Shall we uh, give out the email address? Um. Yes. Am I doing? Am I doing that <laughs> today? I can do it. Yeah. Do you, do you want to do it? <laughs> Yeah, so please write us an email or uh, send us a voicemail. Send it into uh, 
the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com and equally you can follow us on instagram the underscore movie mixtape and interact with us there that'll be really nice we have got some emails to go through marcy how do you Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that i'm excited i think my friend wrote in and he's been asking me about it (laughs) so i'm glad we can read it yeah full disclosure some of these emails have been with us for a little while because mm-hmm. of some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Continu- continuity issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting to them now. And we mm-hmm. will keep getting to them. You bet You bet we will. <laughs> you write in and be like these cool people. So we've got an email here from Brandon Jones. Hey, Marcy. <laughs> oh, no, no dirk on that. Hey, Marcy. <laughs> Thought I'd throw out a suggestion for a future episode. Probably my all-time favorite comedy movie. Wet Hot American Summer! Exclamation mark. If you've never seen it, don't worry. The movie isn't animated. Just the cover is. <laughs> Lol. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> have you seen Have no, you seen Wet Hot American Summer? No, but I really have been wanting to, and I know that Dale from Bat and Spider—that's one of his favorite movies of all time. Dale from Bat and Spider and Ian DeBoha. And if from we're Simonauts. so going. Grugrex Dave also loves this movie, so we know a lot of people that love this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I am, I've... I'm into the idea, Brandon. Thanks <laughs> for the suggestion. Um, we could do we could do a seasons mixtape and have films all with different seasons in. Oh, that would be a what fun you, idea. That would be a fun that? idea. I, just came I, up with that. I really <laughs> like that. Yeah, and Brandon, you can keep addressing emails. Hey, Marcy, it's <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It's, it's fine it's fine brandon nobody takes offense nobody takes offense at that no one okay yeah that was a good email that's a good suggestion especially because we we both haven't yeah. you haven't seen it too right no no and i really do want to see it yeah. okay all right write that down it's got paul rudd in it hasn't it and everybody else bradley cooper and amy poehler literally everybody else mm-hmm. like right before they get super famous right. yeah now we just need films with spring summer and autumn stroke fall fall might be easier i suppose uh now we got about we've got a few emails from this next person and he Mm -hmm. even (laughs) messaged the show on instagram and said have you been getting my emails because we have tim hamilton (laughs) but as i've said we had a continuity issues and we couldn't read them out but now we're getting to them okay so i'm going to go through them one by one tim hamilton if you don't know tim hamilton he's a very good cartoonist Yes, and he's yes. also... What's his new podcast called, Marcy? Can you remember? It's called something like Sembibiko, and that's going to... And he's going to have a podcast where he goes over people's embarrassing high school story. So if you've got an embarrassing high school story, you can follow that oh, uh, podcast on the several. Instagram. Oh, I have several. I have several. Marcy's going to be a recurring guest on that show. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tim Hamilton, first email. Just a quick note to congratulate you on the new podcast. I also was nervous about watching Four Lions due to content and still haven't watched it, but I will now. And yes, Americans dress in costumes to run in the marathon. Enjoyed the show, Tim Hamilton, sent from my iPhone. <gasps> well, um, that is Tim Hamilton all over. Thank you. Never watches the movie. Regular contributor to the Bat and Spider podcast and never watches the movie. So I feel like that's a blessed email from him that he didn't yes. watch the movie. Thank you, Tim, for yeah, not thank- watching that movie. Thank you, Tim. And I have the name of his new podcast. Uh, I think you did say it. Seti Dimko? Am I saying that right? <laughs> Have you said it right? I don't 
No. I'm so sorry, Tim. I will send in all my embarrassing high school stories to make amends after butchering this. Listen, I am phonetically challenged. You don't want me reading things aloud, but that's why you're reading the emails because I can't handle it. That's why I'm doing it. Oh, my gosh. Next right. Tim Hamilton email <laughs> entitled Chang Chi, spelled incorrectly. Um, yes. Ben Kingsley didn't serve much purpose beyond comic relief, and that made me sad. Oh, Tim! Tim. And there was a lo- Tim. And then there was a lovely. Lo- there's a lovely picture of like a pirate who's holding um, a, a birthday present that he's added there at the bottom. Have you seen that? Can you see no. It? Oh, oh, I love that. That's <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Tim is a very good cartoonist. Yes. Um, but I'm glad you're there with me on the Ben Kingsley um, not needed train. Uh, for the Shang-Chi movie. Now Nancy Tim shook is head then. getting less embarrassing high school stories. We're just going to be even oh by the God. end. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, we're right now with Tim. And uh, final Tim Hamilton uh, episode. Female prisoner number 701 Scorpion sounds like a movie I would be afraid to watch as you <laughs> confirm what the images of the movie made me suspect. <laughs> That it has a lot of naked sexual assault scenes, it does. If I find a free place to to watch, I may give it a go. But I had to give up those Zatauchi films for the same reason. Or was it the Lone Wolf and Cub movies? I've been enjoying the mixtape show, though. Tim. Oh, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, thank Um... you, Tim, for everything. You will get at least two embarrassing high school stories from me. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be earning that podcast money thanks to you, Marcy. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Tim. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like you can watch Female Prisoner Seven Hundred One Scorpion and not, and and still enjoy it. Of course, you can because I love that movie. It was. Mm-hmm. I was just very conscious when talking to Marcy that there was a lot of uh, sexual assault in it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed that movie, and I think Marcy still enjoyed it, didn't you? Yeah, I did really like that movie, and I had a heads up on the negatives, so it made watching them, at least I was ready for them, it didn't make them easier, but it made it, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know, I was more mentally prepared for it. Okay, final email from John Coates. I think we both know John from Instagram, don't we? He's he's another amazing cartoonist. Yes. You should look him up. Um, He's got, he does the, he does... He does the comics about uh, the dinosaurs, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Let me get the proper name of these. One Thanks. One second. The... <laughs> Read his email. Hi, Dirk and Marcy. Congrats on completing five episodes. I'm really enjoying the mixes and the variety of movies. I also like all the backstory you've been providing on cast members and filmmakers. Your genuine love of movies makes your podcast super fun, even when I haven't watched a movie you are reviewing. Looking forward to the rest of Japan week and hoping for a vintage Godzilla movie. Rodan, perhaps. Keep up the good work and I'll keep listening in the immortal words of Shang Tsung, a flawless podcast. <laughs> Aww. Thanks, John. Yeah, thank you, John. And his comic, it is an original comic. Uh, it is called Dino Beast. And I don't know, yes. he did have a GoFundMe going for a little bit uh, with yeah. that. Or a Patreon. Think- and uh, yeah. 
something you can help him out? It just, I think it just finished. Yeah, I it think. did. Well, not just <laughs> finished, but it finished recently. But if you follow him on um, Instagram, um, he, I'm sure he'll uh, let you know when the next one comes in and you can hopefully buy all the issues that you have missed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think what we're hoping on the podcast is that you can enjoy it without having seen the movie obviously we mm-hmm. spoil a lot of things so if you're going to want to watch a movie you should probably just watch it yeah. but um we hope you can enjoy the podcast without having watched the movie <laughs> yes. yeah so thanks very much so there we go mm-hmm. a bit of feedback for us Marcia. <laughs> yes yeah those were good emails and bless tim for just keep sending <laughs> it just took us a while to read them tim please keep sending emails we love them yeah. thank you just banging his head against a brick wall waiting for these emails to get through these e-miners. Notice me! <laughs> Every time he sends one. No, Tim's great. I, I really like Tim a lot. Well, there we go. That's the end of this final episode for Japan Mixtape. We've mm-hmm. got a new mixtape coming for you next time. Do you want to say what it is or shall I say what it is? Well, I, I didn't know if you changed the name officially or not. Or are we keeping it the same? <laughs> it's always yeah. been are we keeping it the same <laughs> is that confirmation <laughs> that we're keeping it the same all right then i'll say what it is uh the next mixtape and i was shaking my head when you were saying that because i just can't believe we're already going on to our third mixtape uh but next mm-hmm. mixtape is dance month and uh we're starting with your pick i think you should say what your pick is we are doing um, Baz Luhrmann's Strictly Ballroom. <laughs> that is my pick for, yes. yeah, Let's Dance Month, I think we said, didn't we? Well, Let's was, Dance. I guess that's the new name. That's what I was trying to confirm earlier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and our, our psychic connection failed in that moment. Um, You said we were keeping raising. it the same. So the same is Dance Month. The new one is Let's Dance Month. <laughs> Well, okay, so so I failed. I accept. You did, yes. No, but yeah, so the next movie should be Strictly uh-huh. Ballroom, which yes. um, I'm excited to watch again. It's such a good movie, and mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, have you, Marcy? Yeah, no, I'm very excited to check it out. I've heard nothing but good things um, about it from mm-hmm. a lot of friends, too. So a lot of mutual friends of ours really like it. Mm-hmm. So I am mm-hmm. very, very, very excited. And it's a pretty fun month planned out. So that should be a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we will see you next time on the movie mixtape mm-hmm. uh, with Strictly Ballroom. Thank yep. you very much, Marcy. I'll see you soon. All right. Well, thank you, Dirk. I'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So good night. Mixtape is a podcast hosted by Dirk and Marcy, mixed and edited by me. Our logo comes from Iron Tooth Design. Find us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and catch new episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks for listening. Bye.